listening to the Becoming More Me podcast with me, Teresa Lear Levine. You're already enough, but if you're anything like me, you thrive when you're stretching and developing yourself, creating more of the person you feel called to be. This podcast is here to inspire and support you. Let's release the negative, reinforce the positive, and elevate our vibe together as we tap into our limitless potential to transform and grow. There. I'm so glad you've joined me. Thank you for being here with me today. Well, last episode, I think I told you how my microphone was getting a makeover. So if you are watching this on YouTube, which I know most of you don't, you just listen, but there, there are beautiful video versions of this podcast available on YouTube. Then you will see that my microphone now looks, it looks awful. (laughs) If I'm being honest, I really don't like it. And, um, I'm hoping it sounds better. So you guys are just going to have to tell me, like, does it sound good enough for it to look like a guard outside of Buckingham Palace? Or, you know, I I miss the sleek, pretty, silver, shiny microphone. Now it has this, like, very tight-fitting black foam condom over the top of it that seriously, it looks like a Buckingham Palace guard. But my hopes are that it makes the sound look amazing. And you know what? If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm taking this picture down in the background because the glare is bothering me. I tried rearranging some pictures last week. And because um, if again, if you watch normally, that one's normally over there and then vice versa. But for some reason, that one's giving me a whole lot of glare where the other one didn't. So live and learn, right? And that's honestly what I'm all about doing on this podcast, because so often our topic basically comes back to consciousness here and being able to examine our thoughts and allowing that to make us more productive and effective and profitable and just allow us to bring more of our dreams to reality. Because guys, if I think back to the version of me that existed a couple of decades ago, I really don't recognize her. And I would have a hard time predicting exactly what her habits were or a lot of other things about her because the me that I am now and the person I'm working towards becoming are so evolved from there. And I'm not trying to say that in a braggy way, like, oh, I'm so evolved because I don't know that I'll ever feel like I have evolved to the place where I want to be because I know that every time I reveal more consciousness, I also understand how much more there is. And as someone who sees herself as a lifelong learner and always on the quest for more knowledge, that's something I'm always going to strive for. But I'm trying to say this again, not in a braggy way, but in a way of allowing you to understand maybe if you haven't taken the dive into personal development or EFT or receiving coaching of some sort or examining your thoughts or mental health more, that there are so many cumulative benefits over time when you keep at it, like with so many things, hence like, you know, nutrition or exercise or things like that, where 
they all, they all go together also with our mental health and our commitment over time is what makes a difference. It's not necessarily that you, you know, show up for one, uh, workout or you do some therapy for a month or something like that. It's the continued investment in yourself and also looking, looking back, you've got to take time to reflect and as a woman with ADHD, and for those of you, you know, new to my story or new to me, I was only officially diagnosed this year. Now I have suspected and known, like it was no surprise to me that I have it. I've been saying for years that, you know, I, I have ADHD also, um, as well as my kids who, you know, three out of my four have been diagnosed and we've done all different paths and all different ways of working with it. So through, through my kids experience, I learned and I have gotten to see what things are like when I use medications, when I don't use medications, when I try different organizational or mental techniques and so much more just through that continued diving into examining myself. And I know so much more about myself that can set me up for success than I did 10 or 20 years ago. Cause I can remember days when I would just, and, and honestly, they're, they're pleasant memories in a lot of ways, days that would just get lost to organizing old photographs or doing some other project that felt like, you know, Hey, you know, somebody's got to do it and it's going to be me and why not now? And why not today? And not realizing that I was also simultaneously sabotaging my own dreams and goals and putting them on the back burner using this kind of excuse and this thing that felt so much better than the hard work that needed to be done to have a good relationship or to create an amazing business or to heal my body from all the car accidents that I had in my younger years. So many things. And instead there was this escape from those things and this diving in to things that were really actually quite avoidant when I look back on it, but I can see that now. And you know what that means? That means that in present time, I can examine those things because I still would absolutely love to, you know, get lost in an organizational project around my house or just jaunt off for the day and leave everything behind or whatever. And this is not me saying that those things are not things that I am worthy and deserving of, but rather that they, they require some thought around them instead of just, I mean, back in the day, I, I've always been a to-do list person, but my lists were more general. It was kind of like little, you know, notes here or there. Um, this was before I kind of organized more digitally. And even now though, I mean, I'm actually looking at my desk right now and I have, let's say yep, my to-do list, it's right here. So I have a digital to-do list. I use, you know, my my calendar on my phone and everything else because that's my best way to keep things in sync with my husband and my kids and have everybody be on the same page and know what's going on. We also have a family whiteboard that we kind of put the things that are going to affect the kids on, you know, if I have um 
a client appointment during hours when they're home, or if I'm going to need one of the older ones help watching the younger ones, or if they're going to need us to drive them somewhere or whatever, that goes kind of on the family whiteboard where we can review it on a weekly basis and just kind of throw those things up there so that everyone can see them, even those that don't have devices to coordinate on digitally. And then I, I like to put things on paper. I look at my week every week. And so usually it's the end of the week, Thursday or Friday. I, I sit down and I take the time, which is something I never used to allow myself because I felt like, you know, oh, this is kind of a luxury to be able to plan. I need to just do because there's so much to do. And I always had that story running in my head of I'm behind and I'm not doing enough and I'll never catch up and there's never enough time. I, I don't allow that story to run anymore. I've found some wonderful ways to reprogram it. And, but like any old story or programming every now and then it kind of like rises up from the dust on the bottom of the pond kind of thing. And I have to remember to, to rewrite it, to say, Hey, you know what? We dealt with each other and I know better. And this is what I need to do to get out of that funk, which again happens way quicker now than it used to. But anyway, so I take that time and realistically with two businesses and my husband's schedule and my kids' schedules and life and housekeeping and appointments and all that, it takes me one to two hours to just look at my week. Sometimes I have to strategize, you know, who's going to pick up this person at this time? How am I going to be two places at once? What can I eliminate and say no to? What can I rearrange? And how can I make time for the things that most speak to the goals that I have for my family and my business without sacrificing one for the other? So that does take time. It's also my time to reflect on the week before and pat myself on the back for the insane amount of stuff that I get done each week, even if sometimes it doesn't feel like it was as much as I wanted to get done. So it's acknowledging, it's releasing, it's recreating, and it's putting myself in a position to know what needs to be done to move the dial in the coming week. So another thing that I always do now is um, I, I, I call it next day neat, N-E-A-T, next day neat. And that means that things are kind of tidy as far as my mental organization and my understanding of what needs to be done for the next day, because otherwise this head can take me all different places. And instead of waking up and doing the things that I can only do when my kids are asleep and before the day starts to just, you know, get into motion, if I'm, if I'm not doing those things first thing, sometimes they don't get done or I end up kind of reverting into that old mindset of there's not enough time, I can't do this, and getting into that funk. So since I'm aware about that and about the way that I tend to react, I prefer to put myself in a place where I can respond and really get on top of those things in a way that is organized. So again, that takes time too, to look at my day the night before see if any you know new appointments are on my calendar, see if anything needs to be changed, um, identify the top three priorities and look at where I'm going to fit in. You know, there's, there's probably a half a dozen things that I know I need to do every day for my business and my family and where am I fitting those in? 
whether it's writing an email for my business or packing my kids' lunches, where are those things fitting in to that day so that they get done? And that has made a huge difference. And then I know that if there is a spare five minutes, two hours, whatever, that it's safe for me to, you know, go enjoy some yard work or hash out a a drawer in my closet and reorganize it or do some, something fun with my kids or just go take a walk and clear my head or go out and get a bite to eat. You know, all the things that I might have just done first before I began organizing my thoughts, I now have these pockets of time for, and I know where I can do them. And I can consciously plan for certain times or weekends or whatever else to be free for all the things that I enjoy. And that used to feel like a luxury that I didn't deserve. Like if I wasn't working and I wasn't doing and I wasn't producing, then what good was I? And that's such a lie. And I know that so many you know, women that I work with feel that same way. That if I'm not putting something out there, if I'm not working on something, then it's not, I'm not worthy. But a lot of times the stuff that we are making ourselves busy working on is just that it's busy work. It's not, it's not actually the core or foundation of anything that we want or need to do. And we're depriving ourselves of our life and all the things that we actually have been saying we want. So you got to do the hard stuff in order to make life easier, right? Because if we take the path of doing the easy things and just, you know, diving into projects, avoiding things, doing the things that feel good all the time, then a lot of other things are going to feel really crappy all the time. And it's, it's self-sabotage and it's lack of belief in ourselves and so many other things, but you can really learn to flip that. So I just want to bring that awareness to the value of consciousness and the value of just continually getting to know yourself and love yourself and find that compassion for yourself so that you can level up because the best leveling up does not come from beating yourself up. It comes from loving yourself into that place. And if you're lucky getting to do the same for others and bring them along with you and elevate them too because that can be hard also, you know, finding, finding the people that you want along with you on, on your ride and on your rise, because sometimes they're not the people that started by your side at the beginning. And that's life. That's transformation. That's growth. And that's okay. That's probably the biggest takeaway there. That's okay. We do not have to have the same people by our side, being our cheerleader, being our support or supporting them through all stages and ages of our life. That's okay. So anyway, um, just kind of finding that space, finding that organization can really help you to not fall into bad habits, not fall into old habits. And to be able to see how far you've come. Because I, again, I can look back and I can see how disorganized I used to be around things and how I I can still be a 
procrastinator up until the last minute. And I still get some of my best work done in like the last 30 minutes that I know I have to get something done. And I'm not really sure if that's ever going to change. And part of me actually kind of really likes that thrill, but here is what has changed over the years. So maybe I used to have a project or deadline, something that, you know, it was imminently going to be happening at a certain time on a certain date that required preparation. I would know I needed to do it. I would know it was up and coming and I would do all the other frilly things, things that needed to get done. I mean, they weren't things that were not needing to get done. They were just easier to get done. So I would do all those first and I would tell myself, well, this is great because not only am I going to get done that thing that I need to get done on that date and that time, but I'm also going to get all the rest of my to-do list done too, but it never works out that way. And the thing that we don't realize is what it's costing us in time and stress and health when we don't prepare. Because yeah, we might pull it off. I'm, I am pretty good, I will say, at pulling things off even when I have to kind of pull it out of my butt at the last minute. And that's, that's a skill. <laughs> it's, it's a skill from having done that over the course of my life for so long and for so many times. And also just kind of being somebody that has to adapt and kind of uh, switch on the fly as a mom of four and just with all the things I, I juggle in my life. But it's not how I approach things best. It's so much better for me if I'm prepared and then I can use the half an hour before something to make it even better and to, to brainstorm or to, to fine tune or to polish or to practice or all of those things that when I was rushing to the last minute and sometimes past the last minute and just kind of really going in blind on things, then I didn't have that. I didn't have that at all. And so now, yeah, I love last minute preparation, but I'm prepared before the last minute preparation, if that makes sense. And I have enough tools in my toolbox to have that last minute preparation actually be something that is taking me up a level instead of something where I'm just really trying to put together the primary pieces of something. I have those now, and then I can polish and fine tune and really hone in on what it is that I'm delivering on that due date at that time. So I think that is a, a big thing because no, I haven't changed the fact that I like the adrenaline and the thrill of last minute stuff, but I have allowed myself to do the uncomfortable preparation that sometimes feels like, oh, I could or should be doing something else right now because I can pull it off at the last minute. So I don't need to use this time for that. I make the time for that and I eat that frog. And that means that when I'm doing all those other things that I used to just do mindlessly, because I'm going to get all those done before I do the other thing, I'm not, my, my brain isn't clouded by the fact that I still have that other thing to do. And I can't tell you how huge that is as anybody, nonetheless, somebody with ADHD, because our minds go all over the place. So when I didn't have that preparation done, my mind kept going back to it. And there is some value to that. Like I can get some great ideas while I'm doing other things for something that I'm working on, but then I'm taking away from that thing because I'm jotting a note down on my phone or I'm making a post-it note, or I have all sorts of random ideas in all different places around my house. Truth. 
So when I can get that preparation work done, then I can actually focus on those other things. So just bringing to light the value of organizing thoughts of eating those frogs and doing those things that sometimes you don't even feel like they're necessary at that time. So that's why you're procrastinating on them because you do actually believe in yourself and you know, "Eh, I I can figure this out. I can pull it off. I can do it. But typically you are not getting the result you want from doing it that way. And the outcome that you're, you're desiring. So it is a form of self-sabotage because if you were preparing better, then you'd be getting that better result and you'd be moving things forward better in your life, relationships, or business. You can apply this to all of those, which is why I'm kind of vaguely giving you examples. So yeah, just, just recognize when you do self-work, the results are cumulative. It is never something that is done. And as I always say, coaches need coaches. And a lot of the people that I work with in my business are coaches. And a lot of them feel sheepish at first coming for help because like, you know, coaches are the first people to be like, well, I should already know this stuff. This is what I help people with all the time, but why can't I help myself? Well, you know what? We all need support. We all need somebody to help us examine things. If we want new perspective, new growth, and new transformation. Otherwise we're just going to get more of the same. And we also need that accountability to not always be in the gear of lifelong learner and to be in the gear of taking that learning and implementing it, doing something with it, realizing, Hey, why did I learn this thing in the first place? And what am I going to do with it now? So those are some great questions for you to examine today. And I hope you will. And I thank you for listening. And I would love to hear where you might do last minute things that aren't serving you or how you've improved upon those or retrained your brain around them over the years, whether you are ADHD or not. And what you have learned from slowing down sometimes in order to get the traction you need to go at a pace that is agreeable with your energy. Think about those things because pacing is so important in our life. A frantic pace doesn't serve us and a pace that's too slow doesn't usually either, but we have to adjust our pace depending on time of day, season of life, other things that are going on, because that's the only way that we can really give the best to our energy system, which we need to give the best back to us in order again to obtain and maintain the results and outcomes we're looking for. Thanks again for listening. Thanks so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend or post on social media and tag me so I can personally connect and thank you. Until next time, keep taking bold and brave action steps towards becoming more of who you want to be in this world. You are capable, you are worthy, and you are enough. Keep shining your light.